I just watched a man almost burn his lungs out. Oh my god. He like huffed kerosene and then like went to spit fire. <gasps> which, uh, it didn't get down his lungs, but if it did, he would have drowned in his own fluids. Yeah, that shit would have been boiled. been very bad. Welcome to the Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the only Survivor podcast that really digs into the, the sludge of reality TV, just for you, <laughs> because it's Survivor adjacent. Survivor adjacent. I am your host, Stephen Levine, with my co-host, Jared Sheldon. Jared, are you Survivor adjacent? Technically, since we do this podcast? Sure. We have worked our way into the zeitgeist. That's true. Stephen? Yeah. Do you think Frank masturbated to this show? <laughs> I was gonna use that as our jumping off point. So I'm... <laughs> okay. What we're doing... This is our bonus episode, so it's it's not Survivor. It's Survivor adjacent. Yes, so the original plan, if you've been listening along, was to watch The Animal, a Rob Schneider movie. Yes. And then two things happened. Uh-huh. The first of which is I have been very busy and very depressed and haven't wanted to sit down and watch an entire movie. The other, more <laughs> prescient reason, is the weekend before we went to watch this, Rob Schneider went on a whole tear about how COVID vaccines are bullshit and wild conspiracy theories and like create like start using the just say no slogan talking about like vaccines in general yikes and i just didn't want to spend an hour yelling <laughs> about vaccine misinformation so we're gonna yell about guns instead yeah so instead of giving our money to rob schneider we're giving our money to the nra <laughs> I mean, I don't. I hope not directly, but it's the, it's the History Channel, so no, kind I, of directly. I was doing a little bit of of research of all right. What are some Survivor related things that we can dig into for a bonus episode? And this one popped up because this is where we watched the first episode of Top Shot. If you don't not know, Top Chef, not Top Chef, not uh, Top Shots. Is that a movie? Probably I feel like Top Shots is a movie with um, what's his face. Um, wild thing in not rookie of the year, the baseball movie about the Cleveland baseball team. Angels in the outfield? No, it doesn't matter. I have no idea what you're talking That's about. That's fine. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I'm supposed to yes and, but I have nothing for you. You, you got nothing. That's fine. We are watching Top Shot, which was a History Channel reality TV show. Which, if you just when you say that out loud is a weird thing to say. Here's the the weird thing. It didn't need to be a reality TV show. No. Like, they could have just taken the bones of what we watched and turned it into, like, a competition show that they got done with over the course of, like, a weekend. Uh-huh. Or even done it Great British Bake Off style, where, like, they come back every so often. Yeah, sure. Nope. <laughs> so you may ask yourself, why is this Survivor adjacent? Well, the host of this show doing his best Jeff Probst impression is none other than Survivor Australian Outback runner-up, Colby Donaldson. I continuously forget he didn't win. He did not win. Even, he, Just, did, he didn't win and Tino played a perfect game. <laughs> so, like I said, this started in 2010. We watched the first, the first episode from 2010. It has had five seasons and Colby has hosted all of them. 
Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I kind of expected that to get shuffled around. Like, Colby gets tired and doesn't want to do it anymore. It's a free paycheck. Yeah. That's yeah. something I noticed right off the bat is that Colby's almost non-existent in this episode. True. Like, there's very little hosting going on. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we watched the first episode. So you don't have to. Exactly. I'm going to save opinions to the very end, but... Yeah. Spoiler. We had a little more fun with this than we expected. Yeah. Yeah. So, one, watching this is difficult in many ways. You have to have a History Channel subscription. You can watch it for free with a History Channel subscription. Which so is, for all four of you in the world that have that, there you go. I'm sure it's wrapped into some other subscription service, like Wait, Discovery we, Plus or whatever. We've just remade streaming into cable, but like as an a la carte instead of... yeah all at once there was one streaming service that had it and then it just shut down it stopped on us so i bought an entire season on itunes that's what you did that's what i did <laughs> so you're welcome internet oh i paid nine dollars to watch this episode that's too much money yeah but now i have the whole season that's true it was either that or pay 199 for one episode Okay. For the last 15 minutes. I guess you got your money's worth. Yeah. I You should have given me 10 minutes. I could have found this somewhere. I'm sure, but this is what I did. Anyway, we pull it up, and it takes itself so seriously. Oh, it's so serious. It's, I don't think Colby smiled a single time during this episode. No, this was this was men being men. Yeah, exactly. We, st we open up, and it has the most hilarious opening pose. It, it It's one of those, I have to get everyone in one frame and everyone doing an action shot or an action pose almost like a superhero like you're you're doing a poster for a superhero movie we've obviously done a lot of retrospection because of survivor because we yeah. go back to 2000 2001 2002 now i think we're in 2003 with where we are at the end of season three beginning of season four sure but now we're looking at 2010. Yeah. Because remember 2010 is the time of like the expendables <laughs> and like all of these like 80s action movies are back and that's what it it felt like that but like sponsored by viagra <laughs> you mean sponsored by the u.s government yeah because the I, u.s government sponsored viagra really yeah that's it's subsidized huh. by the u.s oh government. subsidized sure yeah, yeah that makes sense yeah because originally fun fact about viagra i have approximate knowledge of many things sure Sildenafil, which is the, the generic name, okay. I used to work at a pharmacy, Sure, was actually originally researched to be a blood pressure medication. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a more common fun fact, but... It is fun, though. Yeah. It's, uh... And it turns out it put the, it put the pressure in the blood in the place that uh, they didn't see coming. It, uh... <laughs> Holding back on jokes! <laughs> anyway, we get past the opening pose. Everyone in... It's trying to hint that this isn't just a gun. This isn't just a handheld gun. This isn't just a rifle. This is anything that you can think of that counts as a weapon that can be shot at a distance. Can't wait till they do the cannon episode. Oh my god. <laughs> it. Someone was holding, like, a crossbow. Oh, that's true. Yeah, someone was holding... I mean... Colby hinted at a slingshot, so that must happen at some point. Hmm. Side note, before we get too far into this, I have watched this before. Oh. I dated someone who was really into guns. Red flag. I know, right? 
Yes, it, it was red flag. Anyway, <laughs> this show. Everyone on this show is the same white guy. Yes. Including the one token female contestant and the one black guy. Well, they go through the list of all these people, and I didn't write down names because I didn't care enough. They all had the same name. They all... <laughs> The, the only person that was even close to different was they have, like, a 22-year-old nerd yeah. on the show named Kelly. Kelly. And, like, everyone else has the personality of a fucking cardboard box, <laughs> and he's the only one that's like, fuck, this is fun. Why not? Yeah. And we're, go we're going on the list. We're showing everybody. And for some reason, we it feels like we skipped the, the one black guy. Yep. I, I don't know if they just didn't introduce every contestant, but it felt like they did. And then all of a sudden, like, what, 25 minutes in, they have, like, a, a, inter or a confession with yeah. confessionals. I'm just going to keep calling it because I don't want to make up a new word. It's a confessional. Um, with the one black guy. And we're like, wait, was he here before? Yeah. The one person of color. Well, that's not true. There was uh, one other person of color. There's one Southeast Asian man, some, some type of... Asian or Hispanic heritage. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have his heritage, but he's obviously a person of color. There's yeah. literally they they. It's so tokenized. They they check their boxes. Yup. And they fill it in with one, two people of color and a woman. That's it. That's, That's it. Otherwise, it is white man with a mustache across the board. Yep. Or a cowboy hat. Mostly need, bald heads. Bald heads, mustache, cowboy hat. That's that's what you need to get on the show. All of which were cops, military personnel. Not all of them. Not and all like, of them. There's listen. First of all, a cab, a cab till the day I die. Yeah. And of course, the one the one woman they brought on the show is a cop. Yeah. But there were some surprising ones because these are all people that have like expertise. They they're like. They've all won a bunch of competitions. These are they're looking for the best of the best in their field. And one of the guys was a truck driver. And I was like, where are you finding the time <laughs> to also be a professional marksman? That's a good question. You pull over to the side of the road, you start firing at some hills. I don't know. Just getting drunk at the bar after you've hit your five hundred miles for the day. Yeah, yeah sure. Yikes. Anyway, Colby shows up. He looks the exact same as he did 10 years ago. Hasn't aged a day. Hasn't aged a day. Like I said, does his best Jeff impression with less enthusiasm. Yeah, I this would say he does his... He does... If Jeff was a librarian that also needed to be able to cosplay as an AK-47. It, it's like he was coached to have a tough guy personality and really trying to like capture that in you're not gonna get too excited at any one moment you're not gonna raise your voice past a certain pitch it always has to be even keel oh the sound editors of the show minus the gunshots must have had the easiest job in the world nobody's peeking any microphones on this nobody's showing any emotion because they, they don't have any emotions men don't have emotions steven uh there's, there's also i want to point out in that i don't remember if you said it or if the show said it, it was talking about like these professional shooters and a lot of them are cops. And I was like, cops shouldn't be professional shooters. You got a good that, point. That would, imagine if the thing that you do that is like the emergency at your job, like the last resort was the mm -hmm. thing that you were like most credited for. Like if you're like a doctor and they're, or like an ER doctor and they're like, ah, yes, this, the professional 
electrocutor, whatever those things, the, the electric paddles, like if that's the thing that defined your job, like, no, it's the thing you use when you have no other options. Yeah. Except in America, it's not. It's the first option. I think the word you were looking for was defibrillator? Excuse you. I do not like to be called a defibrillator, sir. <laughs> that is racist. Anyway, they're competing for $100,000, which in itself is a better prize than I expected. Still not a great prize. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's glory for them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so Pride. They... they Give him the rundown. Colby's like, you're competing for $100,000. Hey, hey, someone's going to be the top shot. You're welcome. Cool. And then they go into the house. Okay. <laughs> Steven, have you seen The Bachelor? Yes. Was that just The Bachelor house? It could have been. It just looked like The Bachelor house. Like, I've only seen a few episodes of The Bachelor in my mm-hmm. life. And I was like... I recognize that house. Do they always go to the same house in The Bachelor? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I, Bachelor is out of my wheelhouse. It is now a headcanon for me, though, that they put the the macho men in The Bachelor house to live together <laughs> in bunk beds. <laughs> I would love that. It actually reminded me more of the, the challenge and what they make them live in in the challenge. Mm. Just like a big mansion in the middle of nowhere with bunk beds. And those, the the shot of them being like, all right, you have, like, what, you have 30 minutes to get your things settled and then, like, go out to the range or whatever. (laughs) They spend, like, three seconds on it because they're kind of, like, awkwardly milling around and like, oh, yeah, um, let me squeeze by you there. No one has a personality? No. (laughs) They're all so awkward. Except for, once again, they're all doing these other things and the (laughs) 22-year-old gets a pudding cup. One pudding cup. He does not eat it with a spoon. No. He just shoves his face into the pudding cup. As you should. What? Oh, yeah, that's how you eat pudding. I, okay. No. Gotta work out those tongue muscles somehow, Steven. Okay, well, okay. Fine. (laughs) (laughs) I can't argue with this. I was gonna argue and then, no. And then later on, he's... (laughs) Eating milk and cookies. But it's true. <laughs> he is just like a child playing around with guns at this point. And he I, he looks so young. The first thing, we, like he comes on, on screen and you and I were like, that is a child. That is a child. That is a child. A little child. It's hilarious. He did look a little bit like me as like an 18 year old. Except he's 22. Yeah, it's true. So, eh, whatever. Sometimes we don't grow up. But he could kill you real dead. He could kill me real dead. Maybe once he gets his mustache, then he graduates into no more pudding cups. Oh, sure. Well, then you get the pudding and the mustache. Ah. Okay. I'm learning. (laughs) They also talk about how everyone's like, shoot while they're shooting the shit. They're getting to know each other. They all annoy each other. Yeah. their, Their stories about shooting guns and war stories. That, imagine having to listen to that. Imagine listening Having to listen, I mean, even as an enthusiast, like, as I've said many, many times, and people know we're both actors. Yeah. My least favorite place to be in the world is sitting in an audition room making small talk with somebody I kind of know, but not really, that we have to talk about, like, projects we've booked and all of that. Yeah. Because it sucks, and everyone hates it. Now, imagine doing that with people who have no personality and fragile masculinity. I know the type. <laughs> when when you're in a group based on your interests and you have no other interest beyond that interest and that is the thing that you were doing it your life becomes so redundant and so boring so fast yeah that's why i'm so excited when i meet like theater people who 
are into video games or into sports or into <laughs> literally anything else anything but theater. Other than theater. Like I can I can talk with you about theater mm-hmm. for a little bit. And then I'm like, okay, let's talk about something else. No, this is my personality. I need this. And all of these guys' personality is just gun. <laughs> I like gun. It, it gun. Gun gun me. <laughs> uh anyway. They then go out onto a practice range where they're told, hey, you're going to be shooting rifles. Some are... I think all of them were retro rifles. Yeah, so it was four rifles, two American, two Soviet, from yeah. the from World War One, World War Two, Vietnam, and Korean War. One of them, I mean, it was the, M- the M4 Grand. I've played a lot of Call of Duty in my time. <laughs> um, the M4 Grand, the Mosin Nagat... I don't remember what the other two were. But yeah, they, they got one gun that was primarily used in, in each war. Mm, okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Also, like, if this is an RA funded, of course we're using Soviet weapons. I said, <laughs> I said this to you, and you're like, oh, no, it's a very popular gun. But I'm like... Oh, I mean, yes, also that. Also Soviet. It's, it can be both things. Uh, Russian... Everybody's Russian. Everybody's and, Russian. Anyway, they're given, like, I don't know if it's a time limit. They're just allowed to go shoot these guns with a spotter. There's eight of them on a team, so... And four guns, so they would just, like, trade off. Yeah. for These are these are snipers, long-range... Or they're, they're not using scopes for the first round, but they're it's long-range rifles, so you have a spotter to... Because you can't see where your bullet hit without, yeah. without a spotter. There were two strategies here. One team like mixed it up and we're trying every single weapon and the other team was like okay this is what we think we're going to be best at so let's focus on these and spend all of our time on this yeah guess which one won <laughs> hmm i wonder they they do their thing and we then get on to the challenge i don't know like i yeah didn't take great notes for this no yeah, yeah we were just enjoying our experience <laughs> no i mean that's that's basically it they they then go to the challenge that's when we discovered that there was a black guy um, yeah. They had not shown him up until this point in the episode, yeah. which is like the halfway point. I, I think they actually have to probably hide him between challenges because the cops will shoot him on reflex. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to me because he is like a pivotal point in this episode. Yes. Like, why are you hiding him? And he's also not like some random guy that's underexperienced. Like, he's an ex-Marine. Yeah. D- dude is good. Dude is good, and we'll get into it, but like... Well, let's just get into the challenge So the challenge is there are four stations with two parts to each station. The first part is like an obstacle. There was climbing under a barbed wire fence. There was a pit of mud. Yeah, yeah. There was a really dumb, like, go between the posts that we put a little bit of fake foliage over. So it feels, so it's like you're running through the woods, but like not really. And a a rope climb. And that was it. A a horizontal rope climb, not a vertical rope climb koalaing it across yeah none of this mattered because the second part was you also had to shoot targets one was at 50 meters one was at 100 meters something like that something like that and so each person had to hit one target on your team eight targets eight people and four guns so that you'd be two people on a gun one person spotting and then switch once the first person hit the first target yeah so you had teams partners i guess is more accurate and jared and i both made the same conclusion that they put the hardest gun first yeah that was a wild choice i i don't know why they did that and it seemed like the contestants weren't saying that outright but like afterwards they were all talking about like 
Yeah, that's they. They would never say the hardest one because mm-hmm. they can't admit that anything's hard. Sure, but they would just say like, "Oh, the gun that we that I would have the least experience in," or like the gun that's like the least like the others, or this other like this very technical speak where it's yeah. like, "Yeah, you put the hardest gun first. Why?" I think what they did is they put them in historical order. I think that's right, which would be then the re- the reverse most difficult order because yeah. the guns get better theoretically as time goes on. Right, the technology gets better. You're theoretically more accurate i don't know man it was it was a bad choice it was a bad choice from production do better but it did make it pretty funny it did make it pretty (laughs) funny because on one team everyone kind of took a little bit to settle in the blue team took about three shots to hit their target and then they moved on to the the second one and the second guy took maybe three as well yeah they had a pretty good cadence going yeah the red team, on the other hand, they took... So it was... it was. I don't remember the guy's name. We'll call him Captain Bald. I think it was Sean. Oh, sorry. It was Mike. Mike. Yes. I'm still going to call him Captain Bald. Captain Bald and... Sean? And the Seth? one black guy... Yeah, what was his name? ...were on a team. I'm a or were a pair. And they got the gun first for the red team. And the token black guy hit his. But Captain Bald could not hit his <laughs> at one point they estimated and they're like yeah he probably shot like 30 shots oh his name was andre oh yeah you know i should give him a name that's not fair to him i mean he was the token black guy but that's i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go into the show's narrative and lean into their narrative yeah andre 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 seems cool andre hit his in three shots yep and mike never hit his no <laughs> they completed the other team completed all four guns and Mike was still shooting. Yep. Uh, and they, they talk about it later and they're like, yeah, I don't know. How many shots How many shots do you think it took you, says Colby? Uh, I, I reckon about 30. <laughs> and you didn't hit a single one? And we know that because the targets explode when you hit them That's true. for extra manliness. Yes. And I pointed out to Jared, where do you think they got that idea, Jared? <laughs> I, I wonder if that's a common thing in like shooting competitions, though. Because the thing that was help, helpful for like when you're shooting something that far away, there is zero ambiguity if, if you hit it or not when it explodes. I, I really like the Olympics. And I mm-hmm. like Summer Olympics. I like watching random sports as they come on. And I know professional rifle shooting is an olympic sport and usually they shoot for accuracy Mm, not mm -hmm. for hit one target first sure they don't shoot for distance that makes sense and i don't think in any other scenario unless you're doing like a distant shooting competition are they using exploding targets (laughs) that's fair that's fair for tv though we're gonna use those exploding targets helpful for us (laughs) yeah it was fun. They did set up, they did this thing where they set up a high-speed camera at every single target. Yeah, the first time it was kind of cool. Yeah. And then it was just like, okay, I get it. You don't have to show that shot every single time. No, because it also took away the suspense of it. I was like, oh, okay, so they hit it this time. Yeah. Show us some downwind shots, some yeah. downrange shots of them looking up at the target and like, boom, you hit it. Nailed it. I love that. The budget for this show must have been so low. Oh, I, it's a History Channel <laughs> original reality tv show i mean history channel was really popular in 2010 i mean that's that's talking like peak like pawn stars storage wars like they had money okay off topic what's your like favorite bargain bin tv show from one of these channels 
Love It or Leave It on HGTV. Ooh. I love that show. Okay. I don't know what that is. D- describe that to me. Basically, it's hosted by two people that are, one of them is a real estate agent, one of them is a home renovator, and the couple has, it's, it's always a couple, they have a disagreement, one of them wants to just renovate the home they're currently living in, mm-hmm. and one of them wants to move. Okay. And they both have reasons that are completely incompatible, where it'll be <laughs> like, ah, yes, this person wants to, doesn't want to live anywhere near the beach, and their home is in the water. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so they, basically, it's a competition between the two hosts. Sure. Of like, okay, here's your renovation budget, here's your new house budget. Mm. Um, and regardless of what they choose, they get to, they get to keep so they either get to keep their house uh, for free, or I think I don't like, know with all the upgrades. With all yes, 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 with all the upgrades, or I think they just sell it with all the upgrades and then buy the new house. Keep the, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it's a good show. That's what about a, you? I lived on MythBusters. Oh, I see. I've watched MythBusters since I was a child, but yes, MythBusters made me so happy and. One, I was just really interested in the science of it all. It was it was very fun, but they made it fun, and the cast of characters just kept getting more fun. Yes. Like, it, it's widely known that the two main guys aren't super friendly with each other. Like, And I think that's just from working on television for almost 15 years together. Sure. But, like, the three young people, uh, Tori, Grant, and... Uh, Carrie. Carrie, yes. I met Carrie. Carrie Byron? Yeah. She really? spoke at my college. That's super she cool. She was doing like a book tour or something. Uh, it was, yeah, it was pretty cool. Also, Rip Grant Imahara. Rest in a, peace. What a great, great human. We're so off topic. We're so off topic. <laughs> anyway, reality TV does this to me. Anyway, blue team crushes the red team. And just, yeah. it, it wasn't even close. We're, we're sitting there like debating the format. We know that someone's going to get voted into a challenge. Yeah, okay. So, so here, here's what we haven't told the audience yet, though. Yeah. So now the red team will vote amongst themselves for two people on their team to face off and one of them will be going home. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not, I'm not going to watch the next episode, at least not right, any, right away. Yeah. Um, although it was better than I expected it to be. Hey, I now own it, so we can watch it whenever <laughs> we true. want. They have an uneven number, so I wonder how that's going to work for future because they have now seven versus eight. But you've only, like, <laughs> it should be really obvious who's going to compete in this challenge. It should be. It should be... Andre and Captain Bald. The two people that actually participated in the challenge. Yeah, nobody else did anything. How can you send them home? I don't know. But for whatever reason, they they get together and, like, hash it out and talk over it. And we should talk about how, earlier in the episode, they, they, like, Red Team kind of, like, nominated Captain Bald to be their leader. Yeah. And they're all doing this, like, weird, like, macho thing. (laughs) It's like... Owning up to it, but not owning up to it. Yeah. Where he, like, the bald guy's like, oh, it's on me. No, it's, it's on me. I totally gotta... But everyone wants to be Spartacus. <laughs> They're all like, no, it was me. No, it was me. One guy's like, you should vote for me. Because he's like... I, I am convinced that he has a crush on Captain Bald. Yeah. He was legitimately just be like, he's such a good shooter. I, I love him so much. I will fight for him. And I'm like, you're white knighting him right now? In the Like, this is... The dude who missed 30 shots? You can just come out of the closet, my guy. Like, it's, it's 2010. It it's, truly you're, is You're okay. good. Not in that circle, though. No, that's true. Yikes. Yeah. Anyway, they, like, hash it out. And for whatever reason, the Captain Bald throws the young kid under the bus because he's like 
hey, I want to go against the best. Yeah, because Captain Ball's like, I want you all to vote for me, mm-hmm. but I want to go against the best, like you just said. Yeah. So, from a competitive standpoint, I get it. You want to beat the best. You want to feel like you beat the best. From, from a dumb bravado standpoint, yeah. yeah. From a reality TV standpoint and a competition that lasts more than a single day, that's fucking so stupid. stupid. Yep. Why would you do that? Yep. That means either you lay this out for me, like you're either losing and going home or you're sending your best player home. Yeah. At that. Your person. second, your second best player yeah. by your own eyes. Cause yeah. you're basically saying, I want to challenge the best person on our team, which means your team, it's not like in survivor, you, you vote off the person that's going to not help you in team challenges most of the time or something <laughs> that you just can't stand. Yeah. You don't go, you don't like find Clarence and be like, I need, we need to vote off Clarence because he's the best. (laughs) It's so stupid. I don't want him there. Get rid of him. It's so stupid. But Steven, what this has been leading up to Uh is the voting system. The voting system. So they take them out to another shooting range where they have targets with everyone's name on them. Colby explains, you need to walk up to the target shoot someone's target with their name on him to put a vote on them. By the power of gun, I send you home! Which prompted us to ask the important questions here. How did they decide the order? How did they decide the order? Because they don't tell us. It's not a blind vote. With, with Everyone else can see whose target you shoot at. Yeah. And you're not just voting for one person, you're voting for two. Yeah. So order is super important here. And yeah. it is in this one. Yeah, they give Captain Ball the last vote. Yeah. Which means, I mean, I couldn't, I wasn't keeping track of their names because who fucking cares. But like, it doesn't seem like it's alphabetical. Andre did go first. I mean, it was alphabetical then. But that seems dumb because then it will always be the same. Yeah. And then the person with the last name, last. First or last name that's last. Yeah. Will always have the advantage of knowing what's happening. Yeah. If that's the case, terrible system. I don't think that's the case. But I don't know. I have nothing to back me up here. Yeah. And so they get through the voting, and Captain Bald's the last one, so he gets to choose between facing the 22-year-old yeah. whiz kid or or the guy who's been gargling his balls for three <laughs> days. So he, of course, wants to fight the 22-year-old. Ah, uh, yes, I want to beat the best, so I'm going to pick on this 22-year-old. I will destroy this child. And then he goes home and eats milk and cookies. Yeah. Literally. They <laughs> He literally goes and eats monkey cookies on camera while they're talking about how difficult this challenge is going to be. They then get a practice with an expert on this on the range, and they use a modern rifle this time. Mm-hmm. So it's, I don't know, what do they say, a Remington 500? Remington something, yeah, I don't know. So, no. They put a scope on it and turned it into a sniper rifle. I mean, yeah. it is a sniper rifle, but they put a scope on it, and sure. the other ones didn't have scopes. Yeah. So it showed the level of comfortability with these two guys practicing at this range. The one guy was taking notes, was going back and forth with him. Captain Bald? Captain yeah. Bald was taking notes and like with the expert talking about it, really taking his time. And the kid was just playing around. Yeah, he was like, the first couple of shots he was like talking to the, but he was almost kind of like cutting the expert off. Yeah. Like, he'd be like, he'd listen to what he had to say and be like, okay, cool, so my wind dial's right. And then he would just like hit the target almost in the bullseye. Yeah. And it and went so far as to draw a smiley face with his gun. Yes, and bullet bullet holes. 
and was super cocky about it yeah. back at the house, which rubbed everyone else with no personalities the wrong way. Yep. Beautiful. This is, okay, I'm not going to go on a long rant here because this is a short episode. This just reminds me of like how we look back on knights and we're like, oh, they were chivalrous and blah, blah, blah. Like, sure, they had a code of chivalry, but like a lot of the things that knights did were romanticized by like the Catholic Church hundreds of years later. And actually they did them because they were drunk or bored. Like, they just kind of did shit because they were like, oh, I have not fought in too long. Like, I need to go fight something. Let's do something. I need to go commit war crimes. Like, that's... Like, these guys feel like they're cosplaying as what the Catholic Church thinks knights were back in those days. Yeah. Anyway, we get to the challenge, and no one... The blue team doesn't watch this challenge. It's just the red team. They are told they're going to hit, or they're going to use a gun, and it's a speed challenge. So they hit target from uh, 200, 400, and 600 I think meters. 800 was the last one, but... I think it was, I, I think it was you, six. You might be right. Either matter. way, a long ways away. A very long ways away. And it's just first one to hit it. You, There's no taking turns back and forth. It's just go, race, bang, bang, bang. Yep. And it is not even close. No. What happens is Captain Bald shoots his first shot, and they break this down for us, too, which yeah. I think is hilarious. The breakdown was legitimately good. Yeah. Like, it was legitimately good editing and good storytelling. Yep. The Captain Bald shoots his first shot, nails it, and so Kelly, the young guy, has to wait for the smoke to clear so he can shoot his first shot. And then almost doesn't miss ever again. He misses one time on, on the, the longest target. The far one, and yeah. he says he aimed a foot and a half to the left because of the wind. And his spotter said, uh, oh, they got to choose their spotter, some people on the team too. Yep. He's like, you didn't hit the target like anywhere on it. So I don't I, know I, what to I, tell you. I have no idea where that was. And before, according to, the, to Kelly, before he had even gotten done saying that, he knew, oh, I was too cautious. And we don't know how much farther, but whipped it further left and hit it dead center. Which again, I I don't know anything about like sniping and wind resistance. He was playing the wind much heavier than I would have expected it to. Yeah. It didn't look like it was super windy. Like you could see flags flying around and it think it was gusting, but nothing like blowing people over. He in his one that he was too cautious was a foot and a half off the target. It's insane. And then he's like, oh, okay, too cautious. Let me crank it way left here. I don't like the fetishization of guns, mm-hmm. but like that level of skill and dexterity is legitimately applause-worthy. It's super impressive. I mean, you're yeah. doing math on the fly. Yep. And it's, it is it is really impressive. I also have a soft spot for snipers. Like, I've playing... In all of, like, the video games I play that have guns, like, I always pick a sniper rifle mm. every single time. You're that guy. Oh, I'm that guy. That's fair. Not in competitive games as much because I know I'm not great, but, like, I play Fortnite with some friends and, like, oh, I will definitely grab a <laughs> sniper rifle. Yeah, so the, the young kid wins and wins super easily. <laughs> not even close. Oh, it was... It was great. A nice shellacking. The guy wanted to go against the best, and he went against the best. Got his shit pushed in. Yep. <laughs> and that has, like, a really lame exit speech. Yeah. And what I'm noticing is that any interaction between these humans with any sort of physical touch is super oh, awkward. so awkward. Any handshake, any hug, any getting close to these other people, 
is the most physically uncomfortable thing I think I've ever seen on TV. What's the over-under on, you think, their domestic violence charges between all of them? Ooh, I'm going to go three. Oh, that's so low. It's super low. <laughs> that's so low. But I'm trying to go accurate here. There's at least a couple. Well, no, I mean, there's more than three cops, so... Oh, wait, charges, though. Okay. Correct. Incidents. <laughs> we'll, we'll change it to incidents. Oh, okay. Well, that's valid. I don't know, man. I don't know. There's got to be at least nine or ten. Uh, anyway. <laughs> would you watch more of it? I would. I know. I. It's... it's Of all the, like, the competition shows that I've watched and reality shows I've watched, it's the one that requires the least amount of thinking. Mm-hmm. Which I can kind of appreciate. Mm. Like, there's no... I, I, I almost appreciate how straightforward it is and the parts of it that were weird were, like, the interaction. Like, I don't want to see them back at the house. Yeah. I don't care about their drama. Like, I want... To, I, I don't I don't know anything about, like, that level of marksmanship, so I want to sit back and watch them do impressive things and go, <laughs> cool target, go boom. <laughs> it, it's such a simple concept in that everyone understands how a gun works. Mm-hmm. You can sit there and watch and be like, oh, they missed. Huh, great. Whereas like a show about, Michaela's watching a show about cocktails mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, I'm watching this person make a cocktail. They're plating it. They're presenting it. The judges have to talk about it and describe this. Yeah. There's so much intricacy that I don't know what's going on. It's going above my head. That looks delicious, but I don't know. They're saying it's terrible. Or even Survivor, where like this is a very straight skill based competition mm-hmm. that we're wa- that we just watched. But like Survivor, we talk about hypotheticals all the time. What if this person did this or this person? You know how would how would they do in a current season with like the way the game shifts and changes? This is just shoot gun. Yeah, Survivor it's kind of enjoyable. Survivor is skill based in that people do better. It consistently can do better. It's nuanced, and this show does not yeah. have any nuance. And usually I would say that is like a negative thing, but it was kind of charming. Yeah. Except for the people. The people were not charming. No. Not, not one of them. There's no charisma, but there is, there's charm. <laughs> so yeah, I will probably watch this season and see what happens. <laughs> I'm not going to rush to it. Yeah. But... And good for Colby. Get that money. Yeah. Get that money. I wonder how much he made off of this. Five seasons. How much does a host make? That's a great question. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be over. It's got to be more than a hundred grand. So, sure. you know, yeah, he's doing fine. I mean, I just gave him a little bit more in royalties, so that's true. Good for him. <laughs> I forgot. Did you say? Are you? Would you go back and watch? Yeah, this? yeah, yeah. I would. I oh. agree with you. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, let's close this out with a bumper. I hope you make that bumper all guns. <laughs> just. <laughs> Well, that'll do it for this episode of Not Survivor Turning Back Time podcast, the the gun podcast featuring the Survivor Turning Back Time crew. Yes. <laughs> we'll be back next, our next episode. I was going to say next week, but... Well, kind of. This comes out, is this coming out on Thursday? Oh, yeah, it comes out Thursday. So, so yeah. then, yeah, next Monday. Next Monday, yeah. And sorry for the hiatus. My life has been a dumpster fire. Nah, and like, we had talked about it as an option, too, that like, hey, every once in a while we'll take a break after a season. Yeah. We're working hard. We have jobs and lives, and you have two jobs right now. So, I don't feel bad about taking a little break. And a week is not a very long break. That is true. You know, we're cranking out two episodes a week just for you guys. But Survivor back. Survivor will be back. Survivor back. Survivor back. Gun show make me whack words. (laughs) 
Why use many word when gun? <laughs> For my co-host Jared, this is Steven. For my host Steven, this is Jared. Gun gun. Gun 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 gun. Gun 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 gun. <laughs>